Hey. Hey, you're now listening to So You Were Saying with Dora and Lex. Tune in every Friday for the latest episode. Hey, hey, guys. Hey, hey, hey. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of So You Were Saying with your host, Dora and Lex. (laughs) (laughs) You guys, I swear to God, we need to get like a sound that kind of just comes in after we do because we just be making some crap up. I feel like it works, but okay. All right, and moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, so we do want to address one thing really quick. One, we record in New York City. Two, that part of New York City is the boogie down Bronx. So if you happen to hear a little background noise right now. Like sirens. Right. It's a little bit normal. um, A lot of bit normal. (laughs) Until we can, you know... Guys, we're like she said, we're the engine that could. So we just make things happen and we train. get these episode train engine. We're the little train that could. Engine. <laughs> <laughs> the new engine. <laughs> um, but we make it happen for you guys uh every week and we do our best to keep the background noise to a very minimal. You might hear some things. Apparently there's some action in the city tonight. Yeah. So Excuse the background noise. That was the whole point of everything. But moving on. So tonight's topic, we are discussing actually one that we got from um, a, a fellow follower. Yes. I'm just not going to say any names. I know who the person is, but moving on. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and the topic that they stated was financial. Who pays for what? Yeah, we're calling it who pays for what. But it was basically like, for, oh, financial situations with your significant other. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we're naming it. Who pays for what? Who pays for what? So, Dora, it's all you. No, it's not. Stop what? putting me on the spot like this. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess the ultimate question when it comes down to either living with somebody and being in a relationship is, do Whoa, we honor? Are we, are we just for clarity purposes, okay. are we going to discuss both living with someone in a relationship or being two separate households in a relationship? Because the, the, there's difference. There's right? a difference. Yes. Okay. I have to think about this. I think the way that we should handle it is living together. All right. Let's stick with one. Let's stick right. with one. Because it's going to be too it's much. It's going to be too much. Because I got a lot to say about uh, the other one, too. But go ahead. Go. Okay. But when it comes to living within a significant other, what your responsibilities should be. I mean, traditionally, for depending on what your culture is, many cultures say, man, protect, pro- uh, profess, provide. Providing 100%. Man. And then the woman takes care of everything else. But financially, it's always looked at the man 100% gives to the home and then we go. But now realistically in 2021, are we feeling that way? Uh, I guess it would depend on the circumstances. Right. Every Okay. Here's what I will say with that. Mm -hmm. Everyone's circumstances are obviously different. Of course. Right. Um, And also depending upon how you were raised will heavily impact how you feel about that. That's true. So in that sense, I feel like it's a bit cultural. Mm -hmm. Um, It's also a bit just individual because at the end of the day, just because you were raised a certain way doesn't necessarily mean that you agree with that upbringing. So then that could be you all you're 100 percent different. You Mm -hmm. you might have been brought up where the man provides, uh, you know, everything financially. But in your head, it's like, no, I don't want my man to take care of me because I'm I'm an independent woman. I can do it myself. Or you're like. Um, my father paid for all the bills and you need to pay for all the bills, period. <laughs> you know, and like do what you're supposed and to do. Act accordingly. Act accordingly. <laughs> Hello. What you look me at? What do you think this is? <laughs> Not this house. <laughs> 
So, I mean, I guess for me, it would really just depend on the person that I'm dating. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right. And everyone is so mm, it's it's tough trying to figure out your role in that if you're living together, because living together, it takes on a lot. First of all, you're now sharing a space with someone. Right. Right. And depending on where your background comes from, you could have been a solo individual Mm -hmm. where you were comfortable in your own space. And now you have to share the space with someone. And then it's kind of like, okay, now we're sharing this space. We need to discuss finances. Right. You know, because for some people, the role, they fall into a role Mm -hmm. without discussion, without any type of communication. It falls upon the 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 person, the right. finances, and it being mostly the man, unless you're, you know, woman and woman and man and man, then that's a whole different story. At that point, I, right, I don't know, I don't know the dynamics of that. Right. So now that this is why I mean, growing up with a Catholic background, there's such a thing as I I believe it's called precana or uh, marital counseling that you get before you actually go yeah. and you know mm-hmm. you get into marriage. Um, but one of the things that one of the main topics comes down to as did you describe and have a whole conversation and communicate about finances and just also just living arrangements altogether. Right. So who's responsible for what? Right. Not just financially, but as a whole and just right. Who's taking out the garbage? Who's cleaning up? Who's doing laundry? Who's cooking? Who's, you know, taking care of the child. If the Mm -hmm. child is involved, who is doing there's so much when right. you live with. And, and at this point, we can discuss both her and I have lived with individuals in mm-hmm. our past. Um, I ain't gonna go too far, but we have definitely <laughs> cohabitated with these people. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah. But my point to it is that's why a lot of marriages don't make it past year one and two, mm-hmm. because those are the two. Those big- weren't discussed right. prior to sharing that space. Communication when, wasn't given. Yeah. When you move in with someone, it is like a different ball game, bro. But you also have to. OK. And, and this is one of the things that plays out in this. When you move into someone, there is no way, shape or form that they can continue to give you that what I call representative of themselves. Right. When you're in their space, oh, you're going to learn gonna all of them. You're going to get a whole different person. Right. Whole different person. See, they can give you, when you're not living with them, they can give you the cookie cut version of them. Right. They can show you what they want. What they to. want you to see. They filter a lot. Right. A lot. Even if you feel like, <laughs> I know this person through and through, you do not know an individual until you live in their space because that is their place of comfort. Right. That is their place of this is me. This is my home. And this is where I can be 100% myself, regardless of who's around, because this is my space. Okay. So now I feel like we're tiptoeing and kind of like stepping into a whole different conversation. So let's just bring it back. What do you actually feel? Do you feel like it should be split 50-50? Do you feel like it should be 100%? Do you feel like it should be 60-40, 70-30? What are we talking about? Me, I'm a I'm an 80-20 girl. And I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I do live by the 80-20 rule a lot of my life. But I, in the sense of being with someone, no. I feel 60-40 is my, is my give and take for that. I'm not even going to hold you. I'm not a 50-50 kind of girl. It's just okay. what it is. Like, I'm a 60-40 kind of girl. Like, And I'm probably giving the 40%. <laughs> Right. Like, and, and that's just, I'm being 100% honest. And it's not like I'm giving 40 in every aspect, but as a whole, I'm giving 40%. Mm-hmm. And that means, like, my 40% is is going to hold a lot stronger than your 60 because majority of your 60, about half of your 60, meaning 30% of your 60, in my case, is financial. Right. 
but so it, your other a, 30 is very minimal right so I'm, I'm not gonna lie i i split more of a 60 40 and it's just honestly it's not that i can't do 50 50 no I it's can, not i can, I can do 100 i could exactly but the whole thing of it all is there's something very chivalrous about a man wanting to provide 60 percent because yes. they want to just provide it and i not because it's it going, very sexy yes it is very sexy it's not it's not that it's going to be held over my head it's just the fact of I like to be in relationships with men that like to be nurturers, that like to be givers, that like to protect, that like to provide. That's just what it is. That's what I'm looking for. And that's just who I am. And I know some men are hearing this right now. I was like, you a gold digger. You just want somebody. (laughs) No, I'm serious. I can hear the commentary. Right. You're a gold digger. You just want somebody to go pay your bills. No. You just want to be lazy. You just want to be this. No. No, man. And I'm going to explain this very, very carefully. I do, do not lightly walk into relationships. And before I had the, before I had you, I was providing. I was for providing myself. for myself 100. So please do not get it twisted. You're a bonus to my life. You're and an I'm, additive, and vice versa. I am a bonus to your life. Right. So therefore, you should have been able to provide everything that you needed for yourself. And then before some, I got here, right. It's the same thing about uh, coming into these relationships and partnerships, looking for somebody to give you. No, it's no. not what I can give you. It's, it's what, what we I can, can give enhance. each other. Right. It's what, what I can, can you enhance for me, and what can I enhance for you? Exactly. So if we're talking about that, then if you were doing 100 percent, doing 60 to, to the doing thing, 60 is nothing. It's nothing. I already took away 40 percent. 40 percent. We here <laughs> like I'm my 40 is I'm, here. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm cooperating and I am a part of this union. As right. Well. Like this is our unit, but our unit functions with you giving 60 and me giving 40. Right. But if that 40 was taken away, you can still provide that 40. And if my 60 from you was taken away, I can still cover my 60. Right. But let's just also be completely clear. I am only strictly speaking about finances because in every other aspect, I'm giving you 100 percent. So therefore, I am the type of woman that holds you down emotionally, holds you down, you know, in, in, as far as your house is going to be clean. It's not. It could be a collaboration of everything. Else. And we're going to have to collaborate on that. I might be going to hold you with certain <laughs> things that I don't like to do. But what I'm saying, but <laughs> I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is. There's there's always a balance, but there's a give and take. Right, in it's a give and take in everything. But if that person is not willing to give and take, right. then the problem then the problem comes into play. Right. But financially, if I think about it, what I'm comfortable with is sixty forty. Come at you, girl. <laughs> that's that's financially. That's that's just what I'm comfortable with. I yeah. mean, financially, if if my if my future husband says, "Hey, Dora, you want to know what I got? hundred percent. That take that's it. Take, it. take everything else." I'm fine with that too. <laughs> it's just, it, and this is, and let's not get this confused. Just because I, I'm saying financially 60 40 split does not mean that I'm not working or that I'm not providing. Even if my husband was providing 100%, right. I would still have my own endeavors. And that's just personally, as a, the person that I am, I need to be working and hustling for my own stuff. Right. That's just the, the way that I feel comfortable. That's what makes you know me happy. And I enjoy working. So I will continue to work. Right. But if my husband has the means to take care of me, then oh, that's OK. Like, I don't feel like any type of breakdown between couples should be frowned or looked down upon. Right. Absolutely. It, it's just like it's whatever works most conveniently for them. But if you're asking me realistically and you have to be comfortable with it. Exactly. I mean, yes, if, you, if you're not comfortable with it, OK, whatever. But for me, if my husband says, hey, Dora, 100 percent is covered, I'm going to say, OK. So then therefore, my money that I'm making, I'm investing and holding us down somewhere else in the future. When we retire, guess what? It's not only what. And it had, also has whatever. to be a we. And I feel like that's yes. the thing that a lot of people lack is always I, 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 me, 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 my right. money, my money, my money. 
No. It's our money. It's our money. Mm-hmm. Whether we're married or not, if we agreed to cohabitate, 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 you know, <laughs> listen, I'm tired. Um, but if we decide to live together. Correct. You are agreeing that this is what you're committed to. Even if it's not forever. Whatever. Like, if, if you feeling like it's temporary, okay, cool. But right now, in this present moment in, in our life, we're here. We're, we're in this unit together. So we need to figure this out. Okay. So I guess... No, I have to, because no, one person could be, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mm-hmm. explain. I wasn't done. Mm-hmm. I'm going to explain. One person can be we, us, our, now, forever. Mm-hmm. But the other person might not be that way. And there's not always a, you can't always tell. You can't always tell. It's just sad to say, you can't always tell from the jump if they're a we type of people, you know, after you're already living together, you might not know. Some people are very great at hiding certain things. No, that's Until crap hits the fan and then it's mm-hmm. like, Whoa, whoa, you're throwing me in left field here. What do you mean this wasn't for us? This is for you and for me. I missed something. So that's my point. But go ahead. What you were saying? Oh, no, no, no. I was going to say something, but I can't say something without having to express other situations. And I, I'm just going to, I don't want to go there. But um, mm, not tonight. <laughs> not tonight. That's <laughs> not going to be spelled. I don't want to get into that conversation. Nah. But what I will say to that is, Many times when we fall into situations where we are living with a significant other, especially in the city of New York, it's very expensive out here. First of all, it is expensive. It is If you don't live in New York and you listen to this podcast, don't move to New York thinking you're going to get some (laughs) $600 rent. There's no $600. No. There's there's an $800 room. 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 A box. And it's a $900 room. You better be lucky if you got a bathroom in that $800. You won't. Or a stove, rather. I should have said a stove. You got a bathroom. You You better be happy if you have a stove. You have a bathroom that you share. Right. (laughs) Your living room. Shared. Right. Your kitchen. Shared. Shared. Right. Um, But what I'm saying is... Toiletries stay in the room with you. (laughs) (laughs) Protect your own. Caddy. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Back to the point. But... uh, (laughs) That was too funny. It was. But that whole point of, you know, my goodness, I lost my train of time. Well, let, let me just jump back. Okay. So New York is very expensive. So many times when you have people jumping in and then it's just like, oh, you don't know people's true intentions. I will tell you from my own personal experience, um, I jumped into that situation way too soon. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when you come to the conclusion of, oh, my goodness, you know, this person's not like we and it's just like I. A lot of times you weren't supposed to be living with that person in the the first place. place, Right. And it's just, oh, you're only living with that person because it's more convenient to your financial or there's to, you know, it lessens your financial burden in some way. So it's just like, I want to be very clear that when I'm talking about the 60, 40 split, this is somebody that you thoroughly dated. Mm -hmm. And this is, this is just the evolution of your relationship or partnership, I should say. And not just. Because you kind of had to fall into that. Right. Because that also makes a difference. A hundred percent. Because in that case, if you jumped into something, then no, it's not our money because I don't know you from a pot to a kettle. Mm-hmm. It's just like we're just here because of convenience. Right. Either which way, I still feel like finances. I mean, again, to each be their own. Right. Whatever your dynamic is, is not frowned upon. Mm-hmm. Whether that's a hundred percent the man. 50 50 60 40 80 20 70 30 however you want to split your finances is not frowned upon because you again it's going to be what is conducive to your relationship however personally it's a mother flipping 60 40 over here and that's and and that also what i will say just because 
I am a mom now, so things have changed, right? There needs to be a lot of communication on where you want to stand, when and if the time comes that you involve a child, because everything in your life as a mother and as a father will change in the ho- in your home. And if you are a woman who feels like I'm going back to work no matter what, great. That's what you're going to do. And you'll provide, you know, child care and everything. You'll set it up so that way your child has child care and you go back to work and you're still contributing however you were before. However, if you're not that mom and you're the mom that's like, I'm staying home with my child, your man got to be okay holding it down. Oh, yes. Like, I mean, this is a conversation. Again, conversations. Conversation. But I think it's definitely a conversation that should be had before the child. Like, this is these... Like I said, a lot of these situations that come across and make it so difficult is because we aren't having those conversations that are so important. Right. And sometimes because many times when even when speaking about personal finances, just involving one individual, nobody ever wants to talk about it, let alone imagine having to disclose that information to the other person. Right. But realistically, if what you're looking for is a, you know, partnership, you're going to have to have those conversations as difficult as it is. They're going to need to understand those flaws. The other thing when it comes to financial responsibilities within couples, it's just you also need to know what their spending habits are. Mm-hmm. Because that's uh, such a big thing, right. you guys. If you haven't already been with someone, take heed. It is such a big thing to know someone's spending habits. What they find to be important and what they feel like, you know, because there's a totem pole to what we do. So there's Mm -hmm. levels to things. There's things that take precedent versus things that sit in the back burner. And for some people, you know, that might be eating out might be important to them. So they have to keep that in the forefront. Other people are like, no, retirement has to be in the forefront. But what that whatever that is, that's also going to affect the financial responsibilities, because, yes, I'm asking for my man to be 60, 40 split. Mm -hmm. But if you think about it, all the money that I'm making, I'm also allocating to our retirement. So I'm not requesting for my man to be responsible for the rent and, you know, or, and or mortgage. And then I'm going to take care of the, or and utilities. And then the 40% that I'm giving is the 40% needed for our retirement. future, Right. Or, you know, other small projects that we might have, or, you know, he wants to buy a car. I might pay the car note, you know, so I am still contributing to this. Right. But it's just in other aspects. But ultimately, you want to have the same of understanding of what is important to the group. Mm -hmm. Because the thing is, realistically. But I I was gonna say you have to be realistic with your finances. Right. Because if you don't sit down and budget, budget, not just budget to say save, but budget being like allocating your funds properly. Mm -hmm. So that way it's conducive to what you have going on in your life. It will never work. No matter what you try to set up, it's not going to work if you guys don't sit down and say, hey, this is the money that we're bringing in. This is the income that we have. These are the bills that we have. Mm -hmm. These are the expenses that we have. Because first of all, if y'all know the difference between um a liability and an asset y'all need and to find out y'all need, y'all need to get it together because and things that depreciate in value and mm-hmm. cars right car i don't know why people always like i want to get a car first it don't even make sense it's like no. it doesn't even make sense it's not it, it will never be more i mean unless you seriously have a classic right it's, it, not, it's just not happening yes um but my point is your expenses your unnecessary expenses will really need to be discussed based on 
the goals that you have as a unit. Mm -hmm. Because if, and we're speaking about the average individual. We're not talking to the people that are, you know, making millions a year. Because at that point, it's like, I mean, everybody has their, their spending habits or whatever. But still, your funds are slightly different. But for the average individual who is maybe living paycheck to paycheck or who on may not be living paycheck to paycheck but is on a strict budget right. or a stricter budget, your funds are going to be, you need to monitor them, mm-hmm. you know, a lot more than the, the next person. Right. And you need to make sure that whoever your spouse is, they understand that, hey, these are the funds that we have for this. This is what we have to to go out with or whatever. If going out is important to you or shop, if you're a shopaholic, because mm-hmm. I definitely, I used to have a problem, um, but I don't have that problem anymore. <laughs> but I'm just saying, but there are people who have shopping problems. Right. So if your partner understands like, hey, I know that shopping is something that it just makes you feel good, right? Mm-hmm. This is your budget each month. Right. Do not put a burden on the relationship by going over that budget, if you guys have already discussed that, this is what it is. Okay. And that is a great point to lead me to my breakdown of how this works. So ideally, the way that I see it and the way that I've always strived to be is if I'm going to be in a committed relationship with someone where we're living together, the split, or ideally in a marriage, the split should be what I believe is you have two joint accounts, one being a checking the other being a savings. Those accounts, money does not move out of them without both individuals being okay with the movement. Okay. Then you have two other accounts that are individual to yourself. Okay. The checking account is you, the joint checking account is used to make all payments to the home or anything collectively. Mm -hmm. The joint savings account is a joint together that you have for your retirement together. Now, outside of that, if you also want to have individual savings accounts or children's savings accounts, I don't have a problem. But I think for me, I've always ideally broken it down that way. Some people don't agree. Some people do. But I feel like if you're actually going to say that it's ours and we're going to work together, then there has to be an understanding of that. Mm-hmm. I do not disagree or agree with that statement, what I will say to that is you have to be careful with joint accounts. Only because, even if you're married, Mm -hmm. some people have a heavy spending problem. Right. If you know that you're with an individual that is not financially literate Mm -hmm. or is just not great with their, like, not just financial literacy, but just they have poor spending habits. Right. I'm not about to sit here and allow you to be able to have access to the account to see how much we have in that account. You don't even know that. No. Okay. And th- but that again, that has to be discussed, right? It has to be discussed. I was we about to have say. to have an understanding that hey, you're not the best with money. Hmm. So I'm going to go ahead and take over the bills. I'm gonna make sure that things are gonna get paid and you keep whatever you're gonna keep to spend for yourself, like whatever your spending money is to yourself, and you don't never have to show me that. But I need this amount of dollars each, you know, week, month, whatever, however your your bi-weekly or weekly mm-hmm. your paychecks are, um, to allocate towards these bills. Right. Period. And towards this saving account. But you will not have immediate access to that because you have a spending problem. Right. But realistically and coming from me as a person i'm i do well as far as like monitoring my finances like i know when to say dora stop it 
Uber Eats is not your friend. <laughs> That's right? me. Uber okay. Eats. And I've learned that through the years. <laughs> I've learned that through the years for many reasons, but I've learned that through the years. However, if I marry somebody or if I'm, you know, go into that committed relationship with someone and someone is better and they want to do a whole joint account and finances and looking out for the future, but you're going to then tell me that I'm not going to be able to see what's in that account. Oh, no, 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 no. That's just me just being me and protecting my bottom line. At the end of the day, it is ours. But I'm not going like I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to be comfortable. Even if my man is better at finances, Mm -hmm. I still need to be able to have access. I have worked equally as hard to put into the pot. I'm going to know need to know what that pot has. Again, not everybody's the same, though. That's fine. But what I'm saying is this is why it's just I understand that you come into those situations where, you know, you have those individuals that are poor that have poor spending habits. Mm -hmm. But then that's why it's just like, okay, then I would say in in a different way of you're still going to be on the account, but you're not going to have a debit card to that account. No, so what account- is a debit card in the in this day and age? A debit card does not mean jack squat because it is easily to to Zelle, to mm-hmm. Quick Pay, to Cash App, to Apple Pay. First of all, to, to PayPal. <laughs> if you're taking care of your response, this is again a, a conversation that's had. But if you truly are with a person that it uses as a partnership, this is why they have their individual account. So it's not that they don't have money to spend, but if if you're sitting there and I'm telling you. Then there's then there's a fracture. If you guys can see me right now, I'm shaking my head. She is. But then that indicates a fracture within the communication and within the relationship. That's way above any type of uh, financial problem. That's a financial in the foundation of your structure of your relationship. And I'm going to tell you why. Because there's no way if you have respect and you're in an actual committed relationship that has full respect for that other individual, I am not taking money and stealing or trying to hide money from my husband, my significant other or whatever. That would be the biggest slap in the face. It's not about taking away your stealing. It's about understanding. Not disclosing? No, I'm not, not even not disclosing. It's about, no, no, no. <laughs> You're missing my point. Okay, go ahead. If someone has poor spending habits, mm-hmm. and we have openly discussed this on numerous occasions, mm-hmm. and you tell me or I tell you, hey, I have a problem. Like if I know the money's there and I have access to it and my individual account is just not is, is mm-hmm. low on funds and I want to go purchase X, Y, and Z. And I see that we have those funds there. I'm probably going to, you know, whatever, because I feel like I can put it back later. I'm not giving you access or you shouldn't give me access to that account. That's fine. But that's a conversation that you had. But that's why I said it has to be agreed upon. Okay. It's not something that one person can decide for themselves. Like, hey, I'm going to just make sure that this person doesn't get this money. It's like, no. Hey, you're not great with money. I might not even be the best with money either, but I'm better than you at it. So this is what we're going to do. So that way it's for the the Mm -hmm. better of both of us. And it makes it just it prevents future problems. In the sense of finances. Okay. But what I'm just going to tell you is if you don't have the foundation of communicating in general about finances, and even if you did have um, separate, darn, I want to use an example and I can't because it would just dip into to other things. But in essence, what I'm trying to say is there has to be a communication of it all. It doesn't matter how it's broken down because even if that person is not placed in that particular account or if they if even if they are 
because I want to use this particular example and I can't. So we're just going to leave it at that. But what I'm saying is just you just need to have communication. If the if if your approach is going to be our, then any movement of any account needs to be discussed before it is done. I am adamant about that. And I get it. You know, some people have poor financial habits and stuff like that. I understand all of that. But regardless, whether it's one person that's going to be head of household manipulating everything, I feel like all eyes in that household should be disclosed because that leads into other problems. I wish that I can give the example of how this is relevant, but I cannot because it would say too much about individuals that I just do not want um, to listen to this and just involve all these things. At the end of the day, I just feel like the communication about how the money is fluctuating needs to be all around because unfortunately that can also lead to resentment. There you go. And for sure. Yeah. That yeah. can also lead for to sure. resentment. And that's, that's my point. Like I wish I could say more, but I cannot. Yeah. So even on that, I have a lot to say and right. I'm just like, no, I'm not even going to go there. Exactly. So it, it's just like, I just, I understand that. And as like, as long as there's communication, as long as that person feels comfortable, then that's fine. But the reason why I've always seen it, that both individuals need to be, um, I have eyes on that is because a lot of times, and from my own personal experience, it has led to resentment. And unfortunately, that resentment that comes in is rough because sometimes things end up changing. Like I said, your significant other can sometimes be the, you know, your man sometimes is up and sometimes he's down and sometimes right. he's down forever. And then you got to hold them down and then you feel some type of way about how the money was being spent beforehand. So period. Again, it's oh, a resentment. I, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So okay. that's what I'm saying. Be very careful. There's different. Tread lightly. Yes. Tread lightly when it comes. And you're better off from my own personal experience. Talk it out. Talk it out. Which goes back to, again, communication. <laughs> it's crazy. Communication will save a lot of problems, man. Root of all evil. Oh, my. <laughs> they be like, money is the root of all evil? No, it's lack of communication. It's lack of communication, honestly. Crazy. It's crazy. Um, We're going to leave it there, guys. Honestly, when it comes to the financial situations in your relationships, it all boils down to being open, being honest with your strengths and your weaknesses. Yes, ma'am. And then being able to either take a step back and allow someone else to be financially responsible for the for the both of of you within your unit, within your household, or understanding that, hey, this is what we're doing and we're both going to be 100% involved in what's going on. Regardless of what your numerical split is, it is all dependent upon you. Do what is best and what works for your household, period. Period. We still 60, 40 girls. A hundred percent. That's right. So you got 60. <laughs> but um, thank you for tuning in to another episode, guys. You guys, I think we mentioned in the last episode. I'm not 100 percent sure. I don't remember. But don't forget, guys, please rate the podcast and leave commentary on the apps that you are listening to it on because it helps us in the long run you know and if you're listening to it and you're enjoying it you can go ahead and share it you yes, know <laughs> and please we are found on the following applications spotify amazon music apple Podcasts, and podbean Follow, subscribe, rate, comment, like, share. Do it all, please. We're the little train that could. <laughs> so thanks for tuning in. And don't forget, email tell us at soyouwersaying.com. Until next time, see you later. Bye-bye.